Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. This. Recording in progress. This is the Life Autistic Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Summers. This is episode, I think this is 31. Holy. Wow. <laughs> and uh, as with me, as always, Dr. You Drew sure? in the building, in his building, not my building. And we are welcoming Julia today. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Nice to meet you, too. I like yeah. the AO. I like the AO. Thank you for uh, taking the, the time to uh, to hang out with us, talk about our lives. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So where where are you located? Uh, I'm from Austria, so that means um, uh, there's Vienna, the capital, and there's the second uh, big capital, which is nobody knows it, Graz. And there I live. Oh wow! Uh, cool, cool. Thanks for joining us. Um, I've been to Austria. I've been to Austria twice. Oh, I have not. What did you do there? Well, I was at the time working for a company here in Canada that imports European beer to Canada. And one of our companies we work with is Stiegel uh, from Salzburg. So, yeah. So we went over. uh, I worked for that company for a uh, a few years. So I went over on a company trip twice to uh we spent um you know three four days in Salzburg toured toured the brewery and did all that kind of stuff okay yeah they have here in Graz also uh some beer brands uh the they're fighting over which is the best yeah or Puntigammer but they can't they can't choose no, no, <laughs> that's a that's part yeah. of beer. That's part of the whole yeah, beer, beer very thing. Much beer. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely part yeah. of uh, part of the beer world is is rivalries, right? Um, 
So tell yeah. us about you. Like what you you live there, you're from there. You how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? And 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 what's your story? But I'm um 27. I'm from Dominican Republic. So oh, wow. I'm not from there. I I went uh with five. I went to Austria. Wow. Um with my mother. Yeah, and she just um she fell in love. She went with my new father um, yeah. to Austria. Yeah. And so I'm here. I like the snow. You do? Yeah. yeah. And as, as I um, spoke with you on email, uh, I thought it would be your time would be six hours later than mine. Oh yeah! But I completely discounted it's the same as in Dominican Republic. So oh. six hours earlier. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that's why nice. we we got an email from you at one a.m. or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was waking up at two a.m. and then I thought, oh my god, I want to sleep a little bit because it is at four a.m. So I slept further and then yeah. seven a.m. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you get to sleep and be on the show. Yeah, but now I'm here. That's, That's awesome. great. Awesome. Well, we're glad you're here. We're glad it worked out. We were like, "Are we doing a show today or not?" I yeah. don't know. There we are. So, uh, so you're 27. You moved to Austria at five. And yeah, do you remember much of the move? Like, how was that for you? Uh, I remember it visually. So um, 1999, there was this solar eclipse and we had to put on these glasses, sunglasses. Yeah. And this was kind of great because it happened when uh, we got out of the plane. Oh, wow. And yeah. And in the 2000, I saw the first snow. I wanted to eat it. Mom wow. said, don't eat it. That's my first memory of here. That's amazing. And yeah. And when I was little, well, um, yeah, I heard I um, went to preschool um, at three. I learned to write a little bit. And um, it was a preschool with three, four, and five year olds. And it was a big school. It was a really, really, really big school. Yeah. So I left there when I was four. Yeah, I, I can remember the, all these little four-year-olds uh, saying bye. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. And um, yeah, mm, I grew up mostly and yeah, cold in the cold. So yeah. Austria, it's, it's, I think it's kind of like New York with, with the coldness, but, uh, um, well, it is way different. It isn't, uh, that chaotic, like in this third world and way more technical jobs, which is good because I, I like to do there something yeah. and 
Yeah. Hmm. I could tell something about the family dynamic where um, I had, I was the oldest and I had a sister, a brother, another sister. And yeah, they're all cute, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I was always the oldest. I always had to be the um, most adult one. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so, are, so you, oh no, I was just gonna say, are, were your siblings, uh, like in Dominican and moved over with you, or did they have more kids after you got there? Or is it? Um, I was a, I was adopted, so um, they had one daughter before me, and um, they went on to have two. And two other. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, yeah. yeah. So when did you or your family discover autism in your life? Well, um, it didn't occur because um, when I was little, there were some concerns, which my grandmother... Um, was the main one which was um, taking care of us. My mother was the whole time um, around, um, yeah, working, being with her friends. Yeah. And my grandmother, a lovely lady, now she's at at Mallorca. Um, She's taking care of elderly people. Yeah. yeah. And okay. <laughs> um I was um little and there I had this special interest with bubble movements <laughs> and then uh, my mother went to the doctor <laughs> yeah <laughs> to see what this is ah. and the doctor said I would have her early onset puberty because I have this interest <laughs> and huh. she immediately saw that this isn't right Uh, and she she at this point she just gave up to look for an explanation for this and my grandmother (laughs) my grandmother um she had this concern because i was always um playing with the fire i was always trying to grasp it and my mother said, just let her. And then I, it was on a, yeah, it was a very little one and a flame. And I um, touched it and then no, <laughs> no more. It was the last time I touched something like this. Oh, wow. And yeah. So, well, there was also the problem that I uh, um, was doing harmful stimming. As I was little, because it was too loud, there were my uncles and aunts. They were, they were, were all very um, um, loud. It, they were very young. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but they got, they figured it out some, yeah, either way. And... I went before to Austria and there I had way, way less problems because I was in 
I wasn't in the city anymore. Okay. I was, um, yeah, in in a little town. It was just a thousand five hundred people or something. Everyone knew everyone. It was a really yeah. Um, there wasn't any problems. It was very quiet. Nice. And forests everywhere. Yeah, I loved it. It was nice. Yeah. Is that where you live now? Yeah. Um, no, I, I went to the town again because I just want to see the world. Yeah. I want to travel more. I want to do so many things. And yeah. Um, how about you? Do you want to travel? Oh, I love traveling. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's like if if I had um you know, there's like like that quite what would you do if you won the lottery, right? Like that's always the question in it. If it was yeah. if I won the lottery, I would just spend my whole life traveling. Like I would just I love it. Um yeah, yeah. it's the best. I loved I loved going to Austria. I I I've been to Europe a bunch of times like with the beer company and then also with uh, I had a music group for a while so we went to Europe a few times yeah. to tour and play shows and touring around France, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Czech Republic, Belgium it was just amazing. So okay. yeah. What about you Drew? Oh, I just I <clears throat> yeah, I would pretty much copy your same answers for that lottery question and just like buy a fleet of really nice cars to drive. Like pick different cars. Oh, you yeah. mean flying cars? Like I had to pick a car for a different country almost if I had like, oh, wow. ah, okay. I want to drive it. I'd want to drive it or like, you know, put the, my wife and I, we got, we had our honeymoon in Italy. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And a couple times we put the rental, the little Fiat, Fiat 500 rental car we got. Yeah. And put it onto a ship. Yeah. They take us to a new place. It was really, it was really fun. Oh, that's cool. But that's like my only European experience is Italy. Yeah. I follow a few people mm-hmm. online that are like doing world tours. Like that, I would, pro- I would love nice. to do like a camper van, you know, get like a four by four, four wheel drive van and camperize it and then just, you know, solar panels and the whole bit and then just, you know, spend, I met a couple yeah. of, a few yeah. years back in Vancouver, I met a couple that was spending like three years driving around the world in a, in a land cruiser. And, oh man, how cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm interested in this fully autonomic uh, cars, vans. Oh, wow. Cool. Houses. But Yeah. It is probably high maintenance. It isn't that easy to to have. No. But traveling with it would be cool. Yeah. Where else, have you traveled anywhere else that you want to talk about? Or. Mm, well, I want to be someday in America yeah. and um, in Canada and Argentina. This. Cool. And um, where I was now in England, in Spain, in France, in 
Italy. In Italy, we are we are every summer because oh, wow. my mother um, she learns Italian, so we yeah. have to go to Italy. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Where is she from in Italy? Hmm? Where oh. in Italy? Where in Italy is she? She from? Or do you go? No, no, no she's not from Italy. She oh. she just she learned Spanish from Dominican Republic, and then she learned Italian. Wow. My sister learned Italian too because it's so easy. But um, where, yeah. do you go where do you go in Italy? Um, on the north. So uh, it's the typical co- part where all the Germans are. Oh, yeah. It's in yeah, Lignano. Lignano. Yeah. We, we spent some time in um, Lago Como, Lake Como. I heard about it. Nice. Yeah. What is that? Okay. Yeah. Really close. It's close to us. I think it's close to Austria in the north. Ah, okay, okay. South Tyrol somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, Venice was my mother also sometime. Yeah, we went yeah. there. It was crazy, crazy cool. Well, I want to go there. Okay. Nice. Good to know. Yeah. Apparently, someone was telling me that during COVID, that yeah. dolphins started coming back to... to oh. To the town, like the little townships that are all situated in the water, like dolphins were coming back. Wow, sweet. How sweet. Yeah. I love dolphins. (sighs) Where were we at? Uh, Yo, Julia, how how did you find our show? How did you find a life autistic? Like, how'd you come across the podcast? I'm surfing for podcasts. Yeah. And I stumbled upon. Your podcast, I found it interesting, and I wanted to take part on podcasts. So when I have a job again, I will take part on uh, another podcast, which is Autism on Shift, (laughs) because it is when you are working. Yeah, I'm looking forward also to it. Yeah. Yeah. How is is your work life? Um, right now, I'm looking for a new job. There are many um, job, uh, yeah, human resource uh, companies yeah. which are um, outsourcing people who are looking for jobs and yeah. um, to companies um, and also like like a consultant. Okay. Consultant, you know what this is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And right now, yeah, they told me in one week um, it could be that I could work again somewhere. And yeah, it's pretty easy because you you don't have to make that much uh, job search because there are so many so um, which are looking for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's, it has advantages and disadvantages. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. And yeah, early signs of autism, you told me, um, you asked me. Yeah. So hmm. then I had the whole time all these special interests and uh, nobody thought about it further yeah. so yeah it would be it have 
It would be great if I knew it at puberty because there were then my struggles um, to fit in. Yeah. Um, I, I became friends with other outcasts before I had this, this popular group of friends. We were five and we had our little club. We went to our little um, tree house. <laughs> and uh we were all girls um yeah. and yeah after that i just was friends with all the outcasts kind of and i'm not that close so yeah at puberty you should know actually before it doesn't make that much sense yeah. Yeah, that's a difficult enough time as it is. Yeah. For for people trying for to sure. figure out who they are and how to fit in and what they're going to become and all the chemicals in your body swirling around and emotional states and everything else. So Yeah. Throw Makes a little neurodiversity sense. into that mix and it's <laughs> you know. <laughs> I would have tapped out. I'm kind of glad I'm finding out Real of quirkiness. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yes. So tell us, what are some of your quirks? What are some of your quirks? Um, right now, yeah, special interest autism. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, I'm so, so nice. last night, my wife and I, well, she kind of fell asleep, but we were watching this thing on like public television. And it was about ballet, mm-hmm. specifically yeah. ma- male ballet dancers. Yeah. And they do they do their act in sort of this like almost comedy. It's like almost like a like there's part parody and there's part classical training, but it's like it was in it was done in New York and it was like in the 1970s. I end up finding out it was a massive hit with gay people, straight people, black people, white people. Like people just went to this thing. Yeah. And they feature this this um, this younger guy, and the coach says like, "There's some athletes that I, there's some ballet dancers that I, I just leave alone because they're so they're so good that if I if I tell them too much, it'll just throw them off." And then it uh-huh. cuts it cuts to the ballet dancer, and the and the producer or director says like, "Why are you so why are you so good at this?" And he says, because of my autism. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Autistic, autistic right. ballet dancer. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. He honed in. Like yeah. he went to go do like a, like a recital or something to, to audition for a part. Yeah. You know, and everybody came and did yeah. one, like one ballet dancer did one scene or one person did one movement. He did the whole fucking act. Like he did the whole play. Wow. He was like, wow. Like he just detail oriented, memorized the whole thing. And then the, his coach was like, I wouldn't even really change anything about that. Wow. Okay. So I was, I was like, just so nice to see people like cheer for their autism. Literally. That's really cool to get that. Yeah. yeah. So. I think we're going to discover that Drew's new special interest is going to be ballet. And hopefully you'll be performing for us as you develop your skills. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
So are you, Julia, are you like, uh, I'm always curious with people because this is such an interesting, well, I don't know. It's just a topic that comes up. Like, are you, do you, are you officially diagnosed? Are you self-diagnosed? Are you in that process? Are you not bothering with that process? Where are you at with that? I had um, figured it out at 20 because yeah. I wanted to know. Um, I Googled the symptoms, symptoms and it came up. And I didn't think any of it because, well, um, it didn't bother me that much. Yeah. Because now I know what my struggles are and I could meet people who are like-minded. And then I went on to, um, I wanted to study first, but I, um, I didn't make it because... It is good that here in Austria you don't have to pay for your stu- for studying. So this wow. was oh, yeah, okay. I had I had luck. And then um, I began a vocational school. Yeah. As an electrician after high school, and after this, um, uh, no, in the time when I was studying, I wanted to work also to work somewhere and I didn't find a job so um, now I then I realized that um, autism is an obstacle at job interviews yes so now I'm um, after yeah definitely and after that um, vocational school I'm uh, I'm at uh, autism a job program where they ha- where they get me a job coach which um, figures out with me what I need and right now I'm going to work and I will see um, where I can where I can yeah make it better so that I'll flourish yeah cool. Edward. Wow. yeah that's important. It is. Yeah, like we, we talk about that all the time, how like sometimes like we sometimes perceive something as a setback, but it's actually like a good thing to go through something that's hard. Yeah. Or like. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I've always it's funny, like you talk about job interviews because I've struggled my entire yeah, life with job so. interviews and I've never, ever ever been able to figure out how to get through a job interview without completely sucking and it like anytime i was in a situation where i had to be looking for a new job it was like i would go so far as to say it was traumatic like it wasn't just stressful it wasn't just hard it was traumatic and like Mm -hmm. trying to explain that to people and and i didn't have the terminology to understand why people are like well what's so hard about it you go in and you talk and blah 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 and i'm just like it's so being sort of pinned in place and hammered with questions and you have to think quickly and speak quickly and 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 then you're also uh you have to be consciously aware of your body language and your vocal tone and your and it's like all those little things like that people like oh if they lean forward you have to lean forward if they sit back you have to sit back if they're if they're speaking enthusiastically you have to if they speak more mellow you have it's like all that stuff you're trying to consciously do while also answering questions. And I don't think I'm not generally good at 
answering questions quickly. It's like, if you ask me a question, I, I want my instinct is to sit in silence for 30 seconds or a minute and think about it. But if you do that in a job interview, they're yeah. like, you're a weirdo and a freak and get out. <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah. it, it, you could ask me all these questions in a job interview and like, let me give me 24 hours. Let me come back the next day and answer them and I'll, I'll nail it. Cause I'll actually process it and go, okay, this is what I think. And, but I mean, it doesn't work like that, but man, it sucks. Yeah. Did you see this study? There was a study about um, job interviews and because um, why autistics um, had difficulties with it. Oh, and wow. They, they found out, um, for example, um, the questions which the interviewer asked asked weren't um clear enough clear. yeah uh -huh. they weren't clear enough for neurotypicals yeah. they weren't clear enough for autistics and they put together clearer um questions yeah. and then uh, suddenly the autistics were kind of like as good as the neurotypicals at the job interviews wow. really yeah that's so and crazy i'll send it to you Please. I would love yeah, it if you could. You. Yeah, if you could. Uh, thank you. And then yeah. I'll, uh, for anyone listening who's curious about that, I'll I'll post the link in the show notes too. Um, Yo, so you can find can it. Quickly, it reminds me of, I, I one time went for an interview at the keg, you know, the keg, you probably don't have the keg steakhouse, but it's like a, a chain. Yeah. Do you know, have you heard of it? The keg? I went to a steakhouse too. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, it's like your traditional, <laughs> like really good steakhouse, right? Yeah. And I went there to apply for a job. This is so funny that you said this because I like actually have this, I have this like memory repeat sometimes maybe once a year. Ah. And I end up getting the job, but I almost didn't get the job because one of the questions was, if you were a fruit or vegetable, which one would you be? And I'm like, <laughs> that is so weird. And she's like, she's like, well, I'm an onion because there's so many layers to me. And of course... <laughs> Of course, I'm just like trying to get through the question and I pick banana. And it's like, well, how do I turn this into like a metaphor for my. Yeah. <laughs> what a stupid ask me what I stand for. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it was so hard. And it's so funny because I think back, like, why didn't I have a better answer? And it's like, you didn't have a better answer because the question was stupid. Yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> that's like what they were. It's right. Go ahead. Yeah. Thank you, Julia. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm in pineapple because who lives in the pineapple under the sea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only way to handle that question is to kind of like parody it, you know? Yeah. Like, Maybe you know. that's that's what they're actually testing for is how do you react to stupid questions? <laughs> but like, like oh, I'm, an, I'm an onion because I've got so many layers. Like, get over yourself. Um. Yeah. Okay, now now I want to now I want us each to answer the question that question. That's funny to me. <laughs> Are you still a Julia's banana? Julia's answer is like the best. You could if you can top Julia's answer, then you win. Yeah, or like something. Um, how many uh, balls? How many golf balls are in a car? Oh. this is so crazy. Oh. oh, like they fill a car with golf balls. Too impossible, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At an interview? They asked that at an interview? Me? What? They, like, is that an interview question? 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's crazy. That is so crazy. Well, Julia, how are you, like, you're in the process right now. You're working with, like, a coach almost. Like, how do you, how do you cope? Like, what do you do to cope with the fact that this is stressful, that you're about to go into a stressful time in your life? Um, well, um, you have to take an analogy that uh, you're kind of like a tourist in the world of the others. Wow. So yeah. you are very content with this state. And the upside of it is you can uh, do way more work and um, yeah, I don't want to have that much stress. I will um, take some ear, um, ear um, yeah, something for the ear and it will work out because it is uh, kind of like a programming um, job which I will take yeah. or um, a job where I will sit on the yeah computer cool and doing electrical circuits oh yeah. cool that's awesome so it won't be that it won't be that much out there yeah a little bit but not that much is that what you took in vocational school uh, like circuitry and stuff yeah um with high school i can do now programming stuff um it would be if i didn't um yeah I, it's an electrician job. So um, if I didn't went to high school, it would be just an electrician job. But because I went to high school, I can go um, to program and, and do this stuff there in Austria. So cool. Yeah. So cool. I come from a family of electricians. Oh, like yeah. Nice, nice. I, yeah. But so like I indirectly, like my wife and I, we flipped a house a few years ago. It was the most stressful thing I ever did. I'm still like, recovering from it but oh, man. i got to do yeah. i got to do electrical work so yeah blah. nice oh nice nice because it's very expensive if it yeah if you can do very much very much things alone it it is way better yeah and yeah mm. and what do you do for work true I, I do a lot of stuff um, like this. I, um, I'm, I mostly am a producer probably because of some of the things we've talked about. Like um, I don't do well in an office setting. I, um, you know, I'm also like, I also am like in a film carpentry union. So if producing gets a little bit slow, I can go in to the union, but right now I'm, yeah, I'm producing a, producing a documentary series about athletes that have adversity of some form. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah. Nice. So I'm just trying to get that, um, you know, all the funding in the door and all that, that going. And then this is my other focus is working with Ryan on, on this show. And just like every week we try and, you know, we have, we have things in our life that come up that all of a sudden, Oh my God, I haven't spoken to Ryan in like three weeks and I start panicking what's going on with the life autistic, but um, ah. it, it has this natural progression that's going soon to be the that's world's nice. number one autism podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
you could do radio work. Yes, this um, is this is the Life Autistic podcast. Here we go. <laughs> I feel like that was me on Rogers Television when I was a news reporter. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I want to do something with autism too. Um, I would do some programming, um, kind of like UX URI, um, yeah. where mm-hmm. I can make uh, websites accessible and inclusive um, for autistic people. Wow. Yeah, that's Very a goal cool. what I want to have. That's awesome. Yeah. How is your uh, How is your family around autism? You, how has that been? The family dynamic and and the support and everything there. Yeah, um, I just um, had to think very hard uh, yeah. which um, relative I will tell this. Because there are yes. conservative relatives, um, there are more open relatives. So um, my father and my mother, my mother does, doesn't believe in um, mental health and in DSM-5 and in psychiatric uh, disorders. So I don't tell her. <laughs> Your mother? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And my yeah. father is pretty conservative, so I don't tell him too. I told it uh, my little sister, she's 14, my brother yeah. who is 11, my brother has autistic tendencies, my mother has probably um, attention deficit disorder, but I can't diagnose. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all my friends and all the other know it, so it's pre- I'm pretty open. Um, yeah. yeah you have to be to find the right people yeah that's and an interesting thing I'm way, happier. Mm-hmm. I'm way happier now than I was in my tw- in from 15 to 20 yeah well that's good Just that you found that support network like in, in friendships and things do you have other autistic people in your life that you interact with regularly at all support group or just friends or anything people you work with yeah right now i'm starting um a support group group of autistic people um here in my city um i'm visit i'm meeting once a week um autistic people who are searching for jobs uh with a job coach um yeah, we have there some themes like how do you do um, video um, chat as a job interview and so on. Yeah. And yeah, um, they are pretty nice. And wow. once a week, I also have um, a support group online from autistics from Germany, from Switzerland, from Denmark. Um, all speak German and we speak about uh, various topics. The last time we spoke about image, what is important for people, what not, who do you know with, uh, who do you know who takes pride in image and all of this. So we have every time a new theme and um, so we go on 
and people come to the support group when they have themes. Yeah. And um, when I start a new support group here offline, yeah, I um, want to cooperate it. And I heard some tips from someone from Denmark who also has a support group. And she said to me, for example, yeah, um, you have to um, give help. Uh, you have to, um, yeah, distribute everything. So someone makes uh, the buffet, someone brings, for example, the bread, someone brings the water, the <laughs> fruits. Yeah, yeah. And so um, everyone is engaged and the support group goes on. Yeah. And yeah, I had much help. So um, I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. let my dog out. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I remember like, like, uh, well, and... oh, sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> um, no, no. I was going to say like when I first started my process of, discovering that I was autistic. I, I, I live in a really small town of, you know, a thousand, 1500 people in, mm-hmm. in the country. And, uh, I drove, I found out about a support group in the city and an hour away. And I went to that yeah. and it was amazing. The first time I went to that, I just like to be sitting in a room with a dozen or so other autistic people for the first time. It was, it was a very uh, impactful, emotional um thing and, and unfortunately with the whole covid thing we haven't had the group for over a year now but i'm looking forward to it starting again and it's a it meets once a month and yeah i'm looking forward to that there's just something kind of nice about being in a room full of people that understand what we're all going through and and you can kind of just let yeah. loose and be yourself and you don't have to mask and you can openly stem and just kind of um really really i feel like i i you know for my whole life i kind of ended up being wound pretty tight because of all the the forced masking and stuff and it's it's interesting to go in a room full of other autistic people and be able to kind of loosen the screws a little bit you know if that makes sense yeah definitely definitely oh um i um i had this revelation yeah um, that after a few hours now, when I talk to people and I, I'm masking the whole time, I'm trying to smile and trying to mimic. After a, a few hours, my face hurts. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the face muscles aren't that trained. So it's like, mm. yeah, like having yeah muscle pain. Yeah. Kind of interesting. That's hilarious. I can relate because to that. It and isn't also... trained that much. Yeah. I can relate to that, and also the the mental pain. <laughs> uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right on. Is there anything else that you are hoping to talk about today, or wanted to discuss, or? Um. Well. Um. I find it. It's really off topic. I find it kind of unfair that there are so many products in in other countries because we had countries um, before 
um, there are products in other countries where you can't, for example, order on Amazon or somewhere. But yeah, it's very off topic. Oh, that's <laughs> fine. Hey, man, we do we do off topic here. Yeah. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I love hearing pet peeves. I love hearing like what makes people tick. I love it. So like things that you can yeah. you can't order there, but you like there are available in other countries. Yeah, that's my main reason to travel. There you go. <laughs> what are what are, like? Do you have any examples? I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> Ketchup chips. <laughs> um. Well, probably when I go back to my relatives. Um, I go back every few years to um, Dominican Republic. Yeah. Um, I can I can eat all the cereals again, which aren't here. Yes. And they get to see cereals which are here, and they don't have. Okay, um, so you take have, some with we you. We have very. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have way much more sweet stuff there as here. Here yeah. is. Yeah. That's funny. That's amazing. We always have, it's always like a joke here because we're in Canada and we're so close to the States. But like Drew just said, ketchup chips, we've got <laughs> potato yeah. chips, ketchup flavor that you, I don't think they have in the That's, States. So it's always like a, a real Canadian thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's also this thing um, the Austrians say, um, go catch up uh, something um, to smoke because they are a smoker. I'm not a smoker, but they, they go to Slovenia to just get more, um, yeah, that it doesn't cost that much. Oh, cigarettes? Yeah, it, it's always there, yeah. Yeah. It's That's like, oh man, 20, God, like 25 years ago when I was in Toronto, I was when I was 20 working in a bar, Back then, you couldn't get Marlboro. I used to smoke back then. You couldn't get Marlboros in Canada, but there was one little variety store that used to, I don't know where they got them from, but you could go in this little corner store and you had to make sure you waited until no one else was in the store. And then you would just kind of ask the guy for, I, I forget what the code word was, but there was a code word you'd have to ask him. And then he would, you know, reach under the counter and pull, you know, get you your Marlboros and put them in a little brown paper bag and, you know, <laughs> cash only deal. But yeah, it's funny. Like, anyway, yeah. All right, all right. Silly, silly things. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you find like, well, you... oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I wanted to ask probably the same question. Or something. <laughs> What's that? Um. Or now nah, I was just going. I was just looking. Um. Hmm. Well. Um. How I see autism in general would be. Um. Well, now it's way better. In Germany, yeah. it begins to. It is like the eighties with. Um, the with Stonewall, um, where it becomes more aware. It is also in German um, film. Um, and so people think, still think about it as an illness. Yes. But mm -hmm. it isn't that far 
as in, um, yeah, it isn't that far as in UK, for example. Um, it isn't that far like in US, but it's going in the right direction. So right now they are forming groups the first time. So yeah, it's getting better. Yeah. Um, I as think a about... whole in the world, there needs to be a catch up. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. But like Germany, like you've been to Germany, right, Ryan? Like it's a pretty progressive place regardless of a, like maybe not so such a progressive history. Like Germany's like a pretty hit place from what I gather. Yeah. From what I from what I saw, yeah, for sure. Oh. Have you been you've been to Germany, right, Julia? Yeah, in in Germany there was right now a, there was a group, a new group in Berlin. Um it was about LGBT artists. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they're pretty cool. progressive. Yeah. I think about that a lot. Like you talked about the way people view autism as an illness or something that needs to be cured or eradicated. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's troubling to me because I can see how do I phrase this without hurting anyone's feelings? I can see the need for somebody who is who who is autistic in a way that is extremely debilitating where you know where they need 24 hour a day care and are not able to do things for themselves and and all of that and I look at that and I say well yes like that person I don't know what's going on inside that person's head or what their experience of being alive is like but from the outside looking in, it certainly appears as if that person might be suffering. And as a person with compassion, you want to ease someone's suffering. So that leads to the idea of this is like, could we cure this or help this or somehow improve this person's situation? Definitely. On the flip side of that, I know I can look at what my own experience is and think, I would not want my autism eradicated or cured. I love the way I think. I love the way I experience the world. Uh, I'm learning to accept and love myself as my authentic, authentic autistic self. I would not want to change it. Even with all the difficulties I've had. I mean, if I could change anything about it in my life, I would just would, it would have been great if somebody when I was four years old could have said, Hey, this kid's autistic. And then, you know, I wouldn't have had to sort of go through 20 years of depression and anxiety and substance abuse and all this other stuff, trying to self-medicate a problem that I didn't understand. I also look at it from a historical perspective and I think about all of the amazing people in the world who were uh, inventors and artists and creators and thinkers and scientists and explorers, people. And and, and like you said, that ballet dancer, like people who become fascinated on a subject that taps into their autistic mind. They invent things, they create things, they discover things. And they make beautiful music, uh, you know, and that enhance the entire experience of of humanity. Why, if we were to go back in time 500 years and be able to cure autism, think about how much we would have lost in that 500 years 
of beautiful, wonderful things that came from the minds of autistic people. So when I think about that, I think, God, it would be a tragedy to cure autism, to eradicate autism. It wouldn't just be sort of bad. It would be an absolute tragedy. So it's like trying to find a middle place between all this. How do we ease suffering, help people live better lives who are suffering, but at the same time, create more than just awareness, but also an acceptance and embracing autism. Because if, if this world could learn how to accept autistic people, embrace who they are, help them be authentic and who they are. And man, you're going to get beautiful things out of it. You're going to get art. You're going to get creativity. You're going to get music. You're going to get scientific discoveries, technology, everything. So there's my rant for that. I don't know where I land in that, but it's somewhere in the middle of all that. And it's a difficult question to answer. Yeah, definitely. So deal with it, Julia. Um, (laughs) So So there you go, Julia. There's your... (laughs) (laughs) well i'm convinced that uh that's the that's the art that's the way um the whole humanity will go down when all the smart people um are away when all the smart people are died out yeah kind of yeah well it's like in austria like i've i've i was there and i stood outside the childhood home of Mozart and read the plaque yeah. on the wall. And I think about Mozart and, 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 you know, they didn't have autism as a diagnosis back then, but a lot of people think that he very well could have been autistic. And it's like, where would, if we could have cured yeah. autism, where we wouldn't have Mozart, we wouldn't have yeah. John Lennon. We wouldn't have like, you know, yeah. all these amazing things. I don't know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So that leads to the question we. Sorry, go ahead, Drew. Well, I was just gonna like just add that I I like that like if because I I feel the same way as as you do as well. Like I want to go around even with people that are racist and like kind of like challenge them, but it's like I realize that the best thing is to keep having these conversations. Yes, have more, and and like I noticed that like even within like I like you were talking about a tree house and I I was thinking to myself Julia earlier that like this is my tree house like I get to come here every Saturday morning no strings attached and I always feel this way I always feel accepted it doesn't matter how the conversation goes I always feel good right and I think neurotypical people like they if they're conscious on any level they feel that and so eventually the societal tone around the word autism it's kind of like, it's kind of like, <laughs> I don't want to say round the corner because that's just such a terrible phrase in modern society. But like, I feel like it's getting more positive. Like when people say autism, it's not like he has autism. Like, you know, there's still that exists, but yeah. we're moving to a place of like, it's actually like, like autism for me is becoming hip. The more you embrace your autism, like the more happy you're going to be. If you have it, and the, and the more you, if you're neurotypical, the more you embrace your partners or your people in your world that have autism or at your workplace, yeah. you're going to be like, oh shit, I've been, I've been looking at the world just this one really narrow way for so long. Yeah. Like I was joking, I was joking with my wife in the yard the other day. I was like, if you want something, if you want to get a job done right, call an autistic person. 
who's an expert in that field. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Until society stops fucking with that and saying, no, actually, like, this is a problem. Like, as soon as it's like a full, like, the channel is open, autism can flow. Like, then maybe we'll actually have a chance at saving this planet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mic drop. So here's the magic pill question. Yes. Every week we ask our guests the magic pill question. (laughs) If you could take a magic pill, Julia, and wake up tomorrow autism free, would you take that pill? No, I'm, I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud that I'm autistic. I'm proud of my skills. I'm proud that I can do things that other can't do. Yeah. Um, I'm, I also like my neurotypical friends. Um, probably has ADHD, but yeah. um, I like their quirkiness. Um, I like um, how they think about the world so um we have this um yeah um we speak about it and it's we are complementary so i think um it has to be like this it has to be um it could be a reason right um but yeah um i won't change it any other way way amazing yeah. Well, there are so many things that you can do. Yeah. There are so many things that you can do with it. Yeah. What, what's your like? What's your like goal for, like, obviously electronics, electrical circuitry is like kind of a, is it a passion? Would you define it as a passion? Mm, yeah, like electromobility. Very much. <laughs> like Elon Musk. Um, mm. I like programming. And by all, I also like uh, web programming. So I also, I'm also like the artsy type. Whoa. And I want, yeah, um, I want to do something of everything actually because I can't choose they are all great, um, but if I would have to choose, I would take the job which probably makes more money, but also I make um, on the side like some artsy type programming and um, help people with it. So nice. that's what I'm thinking about. It. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we might be ringing your number for our website. We got to get on that, B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you with Squarespace? <laughs> um, if you were, a, um, if you were a fruit or vegetable, vegetable. <laughs> I'm, I'm a carrot. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Because I lie. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, man. No, we'll have you back on and you and Ryan can rap. There you go. Wow. (laughs) So kind of like an ant rap would be great. Every time we have an ant rap. 
Yeah, Which we end the show, this, this show with a rap. rap. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, this is cool. This is cool. Well, Julia, you're officially a part of the Life Autistic family here. And, uh, you know, you always look us up. It doesn't have to be on a Zoom call that we record and blast out to the world. We're always here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a safe place. So look us up. And I might for real talk, try and convince you to help us with the website because it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do need help in that area, definitely. We, uh, we've had it on our plan to get our new website up for the last four months and we just haven't got it yet. I, well, you know, life happens. We're both dealing with other stuff yeah, too, but, yeah. No um, no no but yeah. to blame. Yeah, definitely. It just is what it is. But uh, yeah, Julia, this is great. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we uh, park it for the day? Mm, no, not really. No. Mm, I, I have a network of IT, IT people. So, um, yeah, if you have something, I could help a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like we, awesome. we had a guest last weekend. Uh, his name was, his name was, <coughs> well, was it Dave? Michael, was it Michael. Dave? Michael, Michael, my bad. Michael was on and um, he wrote a book about his POV of autism. Mm -hmm. And I was commenting to Ryan that like the artwork it was just like very like minimal, but it was just like these cool shapes. And it just like, mm -hmm. it kind of like tickled my brain in an interesting way. And I, I thought earlier in the conversation, how it was interesting, how you're talking about like designing websites with autism, with autistic people in mind. I thought that was really profound. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. So we could talk more if you're cool with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, um, Thank you so much for taking the time to share yourself, your story, your life, your views, everything else with us on the show. We very much appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if you, um, we'd be happy to have you back if you ever want to come back again. And um, yeah, awesome. And everything uh, we chatted about, I'll, I'll put in the show notes and I'll, and uh, anyone listening, um, I'm sure they appreciate you taking the time as well. Yeah, Julian, if you could share that um, that link about autism in like interviews, I think you were talking about. Yeah, I'll do it. Cool. Very Thank cool. You. Awesome, awesome. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again awesome. so much, and uh, I will email you when uh, this uh, the show is up online. All right. Right. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. Right on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. There will be some people who will look it up. So it will be great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, really. Thanks for being a part of this. Thank you. Right on. Take care. Bye-bye. Take out. care. Bye. Yo. And uh, there we go, everybody. That was Julia. This is the Life Autistic Podcast. Thanks a lot, Julia, for taking the time to uh, chat with us today. 
And uh, anyone listening, you can find us on social media at all the usual places. You can find our non-existent website at thelifeautistic.ca. Coming soon is all you're going to see there, but it'll come soon. And uh, we're on Twitter at Life Autistic Pod. We're on Instagram at The Life Autistic, all one word, Facebook, The Life Autistic Podcast. And if you want to support the show, because I know you do, because we do this every week and we love it. And we definitely could, uh, would appreciate a little support. So if you do want to support the show, show you can do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash The Life Autistic. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, you know, do a one time donation there or sign up for a monthly and just even if you want to throw us five ten twenty bucks or a thousand bucks a month whatever is in your budget that'd be super cool and appreciated or you can also go to uh if you don't have a patreon account buymeacoffee.com slash ryan summers that's r-y-a-n-s-o-m-e-r-s buymeacoffee.com slash ryan summers and you can do just that buy me a coffee (laughs) <laughs> it is appreciated it's hosting, folks. It keeps, uh, what's that it keeps this, keeps this host with the most doing his thing so there, if it's there. a coffee a little coffee can go a long way there it yeah. is yeah so uh all right well thanks everyone for listening as always thanks julia again uh thanks Thank drew you. for rocking with me and um everyone else keep living the life autistic Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.